Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. If you're growing your photography or creative business, you're in the right place. Each week, we deliver a workshop-style solo show, expert interview, or motivating story from our community, so you can tune in to find encouragement, motivation, and ideas to help the right people find you and your amazing work. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting. I'm a photographer and coach, and my favorite thing is helping dangerous creatives just like you stand out in a world that just wants us to blend in. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Well, hey, and welcome back. We have another coaching style episode for you today. I'm so excited for y'all to get to know Katie. She is a family photographer based outside of Atlanta, and we really dive into helping her get some more aligned goals around her business, figure out how to serve her clients better. Um, She came in asking the question, how do I get more clients? I really need help with marketing. And I think you'll you'll really enjoy the the journey that we go on together and how we uh, start to find some goals for her based on what she's really caring about in this season of life. So Katie has a full-time job and she is also running her photography business on the side and wants it to be something that's fun and fulfilling for her and also helps her meet some of her financial goals. So excited for you to hear this episode. If you have not done a money magic discovery call with me yet, We are offering 15-minute Money Magic Discovery Calls to talk about revenue, pricing, ways to increase your business, and do it in a way that feels aligned and good for you. So we can't tackle everything in 15 minutes, but everyone leaves with some action items, a way to find more revenue or more money in their business um, by making some tweaks. So make sure you grab one of those. Right now, we're offering them just in May. But we might open up some more if um, if we're having a good time with them. So you can grab one of those Money Magic 15-minute mini sessions with me um, in the show notes. And can't wait for you to hear this episode. So here is my conversation with Katie. Thanks for tuning in and can't wait to hear what you think. So... You're, are you, you're based in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm just kind of north of the city, but suburbs. So kind of like you in Nashville, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with Atlanta suburbs. Which one are you in? So I'm technically in Marietta, um, a little community called East Cobb. So we're kind of near Roswell, but just a few miles north of the city. Cool. Cool. And you said you still, you work full-time in photography, like fun, supplemental, kind of the... yeah. You know, it's one of those things I started almost, well, I guess I started it 12 years ago um, before I had my son. He's 11, going on 12. And I've always worked full time. I've actually, um, I've been unemployed for the last like almost four full months and I start a new job on Monday. So I'm very excited. Oh, congratulations. I know that that is, that's stressful, right? So stressful. So stressful. Yeah. Um, so yes, I will be doing that. But my problem was like, I've just, you know, and I've had opportunities to really push forward with the photography, but I just never have, like, there's always something that's just like, you can't do it. And I've been the breadwinner in the family. Um, so it's scary to think about all of that, 
But then I realized I really do. I've gotten to the point with my full-time job and this job I'm going to, I really do love what I do. I get to talk to people all day and I get to, you know what I mean? So it's, I enjoy that. Um, so I don't want to give that up, but I still need to, I love the photography and it's, it's always kind of been this grounding thing, right? Like I've never considered myself creative. So the photography was something I could do to kind of be a little artistic. Yeah. And I still don't feel like I'm there even, you know, 11, 12 years later, I still have such a long way to go, but it's just something that, and you probably know it, it, it fills you in a different way than a nine to five job can. Yeah, totally. That was the relationships. What's your nine to five job? Like what, what's your profession? So I work, I've always worked in kind of advertising sales, which is funny. I've been a salesperson my entire career. Um, (laughs) But a few years ago, I jumped over to like the software side, like the vendor client. I mean, the vendor side, not the client side. And I kind of found my niche um, because I was a seller for so long. I now work with the software companies that are building the sales platforms for the sellers and yeah. I bridge the gap. Um, and it's been so much fun. Um, it's a beat down every day. I've done training calls in front of hundreds of people and you know, you hear the good, bad, and the ugly. So it's hilarious. My job that I start Monday, I will be <laughs> the title cracks me up. I'm not going to lie, Kristen. I will be the <laughs> senior director of technical sales engineering. I'm not technical and I'm not an engineer. Yeah. So you're like, you know, sounds so legit. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Right. It sounds so legit. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. And you know, it's, it's actually very fulfilling. It's crazy, but I really enjoy it. Um, cause you're helping people. Yeah. And kind of like photography, we're, we're providing a service and we're helping people. So I don't know. Totally. Is the, um, I'm, it sounds like in your job, you get to have kind of long-term relationships with people too. Is that part of the fulfilling? I think it is. I think it is. I'm very much of the mindset that relationships are super important. That's why the bulk of my clients have been with me since the beginning. And, And there's something to be said for that. You know, I like, I had clients that literally posted on LinkedIn for me when I lost my job to help me find a job. I'm just like, you know, I go over to their houses, we go out for drinks, we do things like that. And it's not all the time, but there's something really important to me about maintaining relationships. You know, it's, it's more than just a client service kind of mentality for me. And I think the full-time job is that way too. So I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm like the part that's most fulfilling for me is those long-term relationships. And I think a lot of times we can lose the forest through the trees when we're trying to build our business too. Like I see a lot of photographers get into build mode and kind of Mm -hmm. forget about the long-term relationship. So I think when you can keep those front and center while you're building, and if we, you know, talk about marketing today or whatever we end up talking about, like (laughs) when those things stay kind of the foundation, then we get to keep that fulfillment. And it's, it's just yes. a great foundation to build your business off of. You're like people that I, I love so hanging too. out with. What? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> when you realize you've been a part of their family since their their children were babies, and now you photographed senior portraits, or yeah, it's just there's something kind of really special about that that not many people have that luxury in life, and we as photographers really do. You know, we get to see families grow and evolve and. It's, it's really kind of sweet, you know? So what's the problem? I am really bad at 
getting my name out there. Um, I'm really bad at, and I've really thought about this. So, (laughs) you know, when you come from, and I don't know how you grew up or anything like that, I, I feel like a lot of how we grow up this is super therapy, um, really impacts us as adults. And I feel like if I start to ask people, you know, to pay more money that a, I get it. Photography is a luxury, right? This is not, we're not showing up at the mall doing those old school portraits. We are not doing that anymore. Um, we want to give quality and we want to give we're giving memories to these families. So I, I don't know if it stems from the fact, like I grew up with my parents being high school teachers. There was no, I mean, we did fine, but we weren't living like we all live today. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think for me to say that my fee is now this, I have such, it's like I'm gun shy to, to put that out there, even though I have put it out there. I, you know, put it, it's, if you go to my website, that price is right there. If you ask for my price guide, I'm sending it out. But, you know, for some of my clients that I've had for a few years, I don't charge them that. Like I just go to the old fee. Like there's no conversation. And I know so many of these people, I've had clients tell me like, we knew you had to raise rates. So why am I not doing it? Where's like, I have such a mental block because I'm so afraid of, no one booking or them saying, you're just not worth it. You know what I mean? There's all those hesitations that play into it. And I think a lot of that does stem from the fact that I grew up with parents who were high school teachers and there was not a lot of money flowing in and it's just a weird state of mind. So that's kind of my problem right now. Yeah. The, um, there's this book called the big leap that I love. And, uh, the author talks about the reasons why we kind of have a hard time growing into our next level of abundance or financial or whatever, you know, like I I think the conversation around price raises always reminds me of this book because um, there's like four main reasons that he kind of conjectures why we do this. And one of them is fear of um, fear of like betraying our community. And I feel like when we have a past, like, yes, our parents were yeah. teachers or like I grew up in a really religious community that was like, money's bad. But also if you have it, <laughs> give it to us. Cause we, you know, it was like this real confusing conversation around money. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, if I ask for more, if I charge more, if I um, grow into this next level of financial stability, even like all my friends will reject me or all these people I care about will reject me. And you know, like, Yes. It's scary. <laughs> it's a big mind game. It really is. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about your clients. Cause oh, I mean, you know, in, in your application, you said a couple of things you were like, marketing is the issue. Getting my name out there is the issue. But then you also were like, I don't want to work a ton because I already have a full-time <laughs> job and I have a son. So I get it. I do the same thing. And I'm like, I want these two things at the same time. It's hard. Yeah. In your ideal world, are you, I'll give you some options. Are you working with the people you've already worked with just more often? Yeah. Are you working about the same amount you currently are in your photography business, but just making more per client? Or are you working with new clients, like having more volume? Cause you're Mm -hmm. like, actually in those spring months, I'm a little bored and I want to be doing more photography. Like which one do you relate to most? Is it kind of a mix? Maybe, maybe I think it's um, a mix. No, no, no. I think it's a mix of two and three. 
I think those are kind of a sweet spot for me. So, you know, I told you January through June, they're really slow. I mean, I'm lucky. I, I had a session Saturday. I've got a senior session tonight. I've got one this weekend, but to be honest, that's rare. I find that my clients are holiday card families, holiday photos. That's it. I'll do a couple of mini session dates in the fall. Um, but spring mini is not, not really popular. It's just really all about the holiday cards. And I would like to see more. I would like to see it spread out more across the year, I think, because, you know, you can only do so much in October and November, and then you end up doing some in December and you've lost the greatest time of the year because who doesn't love fall and you're just exhausted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With your, with like your son's schedule, with your work schedule, what would be ideal? Do you want to be doing a couple shoots every other weekend, a couple shoots, a couple days a week? Like what would be ideal if you were the first one? Yeah. The former, I think doing a couple of shoots every couple of weekends would be great because a, it keeps you kind of on your toes instead of just seeing your camera sit there for a while. And it just gets you moving and happy and doing what you love. I, I don't really like to shoot during the week. Um, obviously I can, like I said, I'm unemployed now. So um, for the time being, but you know, I really do for like, like one more day <laughs> for one more day. I'm thoroughly enjoying, really enjoyed it a little too much. I didn't, you know, the stress sets in very early and then you're like, Oh, this is kind of nice. So I'm going to go walking today, work out a lot. It's not too bad <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, just spread it kind of out over, over weekends, I think would be ideal for me. And then how much of a, um, how much of a financial necessity is photography? Is this like pays for an extra vacation for your family? Is it like, Hey, just, I love this. And I hope that it makes some money. You know, what, what is that for you? How big? It's, it's a few years ago. I, I actually, for me, I did really well. It was, but I was churning and burning. I, I, it was, it was, it was untenable. Um, and then I just kind of peeled back a little bit And last year. It wasn't that much. And I chose, I really did kind of choose to take a step back. My son plays baseball. So summertime can be crazy. It's you're gone all the time with baseball tournaments and you've got a little one, you know? Um, and I think this year it's not that, you know, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's going to sound so strange when you see like yourself kind of earning more money with it you feel kind of proud of yourself. Like I did that. It's not because it's not the full-time job and the full-time salary. This is you doing this. And there's something to like, kind of pat yourself on the back for. And I think in my head, that's, that's where I am. You know, it's, it's more about just showing and proving to myself that I can, that I can attain that level of extra income. And maybe it does translate to vacations and good Lord, I would love to live your, your life, like amazing Iceland, all of it. Like I'm so jealous. Oh man. I just, crunch, I just crunch the numbers on our past two trips. I was like, this is not a cheap lifestyle, but it's very fun. <laughs> but it sure is fun, isn't it? I mean, I've got like, you know, New Zealand on the list. I've got all these places and it's like, even if it's just me going, it's, you know, you'd like to be able to just freely pay for that. So yeah, totally. that's kind of where I, where I'm at. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. Well, the first thing that kind of pops into my head is like, you've already got this badass client base. You've already got these people that love hiring you every year. 
Yeah. Um, and so I always kind of love to start there of let's talk about mm-hmm. them a little bit more. Let's see if yeah. there's places that your business can kind of fill some more space and then maybe talk through like, how do we charge our actual rates to our clients that obviously love us and want to be paying us? charge? <laughs> I know it's a novel idea, isn't it? Well, okay. Tell me about your clients. So you're based in Atlanta. Who yes. is, you know, who's mainly hiring you? What kind of profession do they have? Have, this is the question I like to ask, have they grown professionally and financially over the span of years that they've been hiring you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have amazing, wonderful clients and obviously it's, it's the moms that I'll hire. Um, they are, some are, I have one client who is retired and she's like, I think she's early forties. She's awesome. And, and yes, I, you know, growing in their careers. I mean, these, these women have, you know, I'm always impressed by them. I mean, the titles they have, they've worked so hard to get where they are. Um, some of them are single moms now, you know, we've, I've, I've seen the progression of that. Um, but yeah, these are, these are no slouches. These women are no slouches. So I love being around them because kind of inspires you too, you know? Oh, well, yeah. you can do this. So can I. So yeah, they're, oh they're impressive. Gosh. Yeah. Look they're at impressive. you crushing it. <laughs> What's like, what either because you know this or because you've talked with them, like what are some pain points of your client that has this high powered job also yeah. has kids? Like what is hard in their life? <clears throat> I mean, I see them having fun. So they really do kind of, they've gotten to the point where some of them, and I, I always have one in particular who I just absolutely adore. Um, she's a single mom and she is living her best life now. And I'm, I look at her and I'm just like, whatever you're doing, I need to be doing that. You know, they just make it work. Tell me, tell me about it. What's her best life? She is so, it's so weird. I can't, I feel bad talking about her, but I love her and I'll give her a heads up. But, you know, I remember one day I've been photographing her family since her, her son and my son are a few months apart in age. I think I started photographing them when he was 11 months old. So he's 12 or about to, or he's 12 now. Um, and one day she emails me and she goes, our family session is going to look a little different this year. We're getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Oh God, like you, you feel it. Like it's a gut punch for you because you've known them for so many years. And she has just taken off with her life. <laughs> yeah. And I joke with her. Like I went over to her house last week and we hung out and I'm just like, you just got it. You know what I mean? Like she's dating someone and she's happy and she travels and nothing is holding her back. And I see that. And I see that in a lot of people now, you know, we reach a certain age and you just want to be happy and live your life. And I mean, you know, I've, you know, um, so yeah, so I see her and I'm just super happy for her and proud of her. And yeah, I don't know. It's pretty impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So getting to travel, getting to take her son yeah. places, yeah. falling in love. She has this beautiful story unfolding. She really does. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. What else? What else is going on with your clients? Um, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, who else have I photographed recently? Well, I've got, so I am so lucky. I get to photograph a photographer friend this weekend and her four grown up children. I'm super, I'm so much pressure when another photographer asks you to photograph her family. She's so, so incredible. And I, I just, I see these people and I'm just, I don't know. You, you see these people and they're just, they're, they're working so hard for their own lives and 
I don't know. They're just amazing. And I'm just excited to be a part of it. It sounds so cliche, doesn't it? But it really is sweet and special that you get to be some part of their lives, whether it's briefly or long-term like some of my clients. If you're feeling burned out or stuck in your creative business, we want to invite you to join our self-paced business coaching course, Danger School. It's full of audio and video lessons, plus a workbook, templates, and coaching examples and assignments. So you can break out of pricing plateaus, reignite your joy in your business, and bring in financial abundance. Our clients have been able to double and triple their revenue, create more space in their personal lives, land dream projects, get major features, and give back to their communities. You can download and listen to these lessons on your phone just like this podcast. And we have lots of clients who go back to certain sections again and again when they need to break out of a rut. You can find this course and all of our coaching offerings at dangerschool.com. Now back to our episode. But on the on the pricing side of things, when you think about these these women that are crushing it in their career, that I'm sure are getting paid well for what they do, yeah, is it inspiring to see them asking for that raise at work? Is it inspiring to see them crushing yes. it? It is. You know what the irony is? I feel like part of that has kind of filtered into my life in the full-time arena, but not in this one. There's yeah. something that, that you can kind of, there's some delineation there, right? It's, and I can't, I can't get past that for some reason with the photography. It's, it is such a mind game for me. You know, I went into this new job and it's probably, it's the most money I've ever made. Shockingly, I was blown away. And and I can't do that with photography. And it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Well, okay. So you did <clears throat> a pretty large pricing jump, yes, right? I did. I did. Are you okay sharing those numbers on here? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you charging before for a session? And then what did you raise it to? So I was charging $650 for a session. And that would include 30 to 50 photos. And I deliver the final gallery um, in color and black and white. Um, I never stop at a certain number. So I could send you a hundred images, you know, in color. And so you it's two hundred point. You give them more than you yes. say. Always. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it could be probably overwhelming for the client. I realized that because I had a photographer do that for me one time when my son was little and it, it I loved it, but also it's a lot. I'm not printing all those. You know what I mean? Right. I also sometimes think as moms, we see things in images and you don't want the other mom to miss that moment. So nice. sometimes you over deliver. Um, now I raised my price to a thousand fifty, which is basically going to be 50 plus images and it'll be in color and black and white. Okay. Um, so I did that. Yeah. Okay. And this is where you're getting stuck is on this price raise of like saying that number to people. Yes. With my existing. Now, if you're a new client, yes, that's, that's the price. Um, and that's going well. People are booking it. People are. I, I've had a few. Yes, I have. Um, and very excited about it. 
I, you know, I mean, you kind of are like, wow, people will actually pay this. And I have an amazing friend who's a photographer in Chicago and she's got three beautiful little girls and, you know, time, I hate to say it, time is money and time is money for all of us, whether we're renovating a kitchen or hiring painters, they're not afraid to charge. So why are we, you know? Totally. So, you know, it's here in your head. I I mean, we all relate to this. We're like, we know if someone charged us this, we'd be like, here's my money. Totally. Of course. We don't question it either. We don't question it. Yeah, totally. Um, But when we're doing it ourselves, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm putting, I think we, we attach our own value to it. This is probably why it feels different than a full-time job in a full-time job. You can be like, yeah, I deserve this raise. I've been working (laughs) for this company for a while. I know what I'm doing, you know, and yes, feel so personal. Um, before I was a photographer, I was a classical singer and to be, to be graded on, um, like you get up in front of people and sing and you get critique on your voice. It is like literally a part of your body that (laughs) someone is telling you is not good enough. And man, like, I mean, you might as well just be prancing out there in a bathing suit, right? right? I mean, it's just, yes, it's all here. Every crack. They hear like every little thing that you did. Like if you don't quite get that note, oh my gosh, it's so personal. Oh, and but I think we feel that way about our business too. We're like, hey, this is what my time is worth, or this is what we yeah. we put it on us. So I wanted to pull up this um, elements of value chart that I always go back okay. to because I think it really helps to talk through the value that we're actually giving to people when we're doing a photo shoot, just intrinsically. Okay. Um, So this is, it's kind of based, this is off of Harvard Business Review. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you can watch this on YouTube if you want to see this. But this is um, a Harvard Business Review elements of value chart that um, is kind of like, okay, you know, I I always use this example when I'm talking, (laughs) I've been teaching at this university and I'm like, listen, this is what makes me sound old. I'm like, when I was in college, we had flip phones. I was T9 texting, like my cell phone cost $29. Now we just expect people to be walking around with a thousand dollar device in their hand, whether you're lower class, middle class, upper class, everyone has a thousand dollar plus device in their hand. That's just like assumed that you have this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That would blow my mind if like in college, you told me that I would be doing that in 10 years or whatever, right? And replacing them every couple of years. Yeah. You're like, this isn't something that we hold on to for a decade. We literally trade in all the time. My cell phone was $29 and (laughs) only sent a couple texts and sometimes they just totally failed or I... T9 the totally wrong thing to whatever, whatever. Any, that's why I broke up. That's why me and my college relationship didn't last, you know. Um, but this pyramid, so the bottom rung, it's kind of based off of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We got functional, emotional, life-changing, and then social impact as we go to the top. So Katie, would you mind reading out the ones that you provide to your clients in your photography? Like which ones, you know, start at the bottom, but just like which okay. ones immediately stick out of an element of value that you're providing to someone? Um, It's funny. I think, I hope quality. That's one. Um, Avoid hassles. You know, one thing is parents come out there with their kids and children are crazy. They're wild and we're standing in front of them with cameras. And the first thing they're going to do is they're going to get goofy and silly and show off. And parents kind of freak out. And it's our job to be 
a teacher, a parent, a therapist. Um, so I think one of the things I like to do is avoid hassles. If you're playing with the kids, you're lightening the load for the mom, the dad, um, just, you're making it fun. Um, simplify their life kind of to me goes in with avoiding hassles. Um, connects connection is a huge one for me. I, I want to have more than just showing up and take your picture. I want you to be comfortable with me and I want us to have a connection there. Um, shoot, maybe even therapeutic value, right? I mean, if you feel good when you're looking at your pictures and you're happy and you love your children, that's, that is a little bit of a form of therapy. Fun. Always. You have to have fun. Otherwise, what are we doing? Attractiveness. Yes. I want you to see just how beautiful you are in your photos because you spent a lot of time prepping, getting those outfits together. And first of all, we, as women, we're horrible to ourselves. And I need these moms and these girls and whomever to know they are just fabulous as they are. Yeah. Um, provide access. Sure. Make it easy for them to get their photos. Let's see. Um, nostalgia. Yep. There you mm-hmm. go. Cause, and that kind of ties in with heirloom above, you know, what we're doing is just, it's just so important whether, whether it's inexpensive or not, you know, you're giving these parents, even the kids I think about, you know, you're giving them something to hold on to. I mean, think about like, and I don't know if you're like me, I love going to my, my childhood home and picking up the old school albums, you know, the peel back kinds and just going through them. And, you know, you want these children to have that when they're older too. Yeah. Uh, maybe provide hope that <laughs> kids are calm for a few minutes and, they're calm, right? They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I think that's maybe reduce anxiety. It does reward me because I I love doing it. I really do. So for sure, that that hits a few. Yeah. You hit so many on this. And yeah, I think just when we can see how much value we're bringing out and detach ourselves from it a little bit of like, you are paying me to make these photos for you. (laughs) And more like, this is an experience for someone who is super busy in their life who has worked really hard, you get to create this space where people come in and have fun. They, um, you like make it less anxiety producing for them. You help them connect. Like what you're delivering is priceless, right? Yeah, it really is. And, um, and when you look at this, are there any things on here where you're like, I actually think I could lean into this more. Like you mentioned albums, you mentioned nostalgia, Mm -hmm. maybe providing hope affiliation. Is there anywhere that, you know, we all do this, but maybe because of fear, you've held back a little bit that actually you could be giving more value or providing something else as an add-on or a way to continue this relationship with your clients, anything that you could lean into more that's either on here. Well, I think you're right. I think that's one of the things that I probably fall short on. And because I don't want, you know, you don't want it to just be shoot and share. I know that's easier for the clients too, but you do want to provide them with a little more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of, and I've done albums in the past. I do print still. You can, you know what I mean? I do all that, but it's not really front and center as right. part of my business goes. It's, it's, you know, you can purchase things from the gallery and I do love that. Um, I actually think we use the same posting system. Pick time. Yes. <laughs> Which I really do love. I had another, I had another service before that I absolutely adored, but pick time, the way you can see the images in the products, 
that sold. That was, that was, that was yeah. it for me. Um, because deal. you do want them to see that you do want them to not just leave them sitting there on a hard drive or an external on their, you know, it's, that does nothing. You want them to print them and hang them on their walls. And I will tell you, and you probably know if you go to a client's house and you see those prints hanging on the walls, I mean, you're moved by that. You know, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing more special than seeing your work hanging in the house of your families because it means something to them, right? It's not just a little screenshot of, you know, a moment. It's literally living in their world now and they pass it every morning as they walk down the steps. Totally, totally. Is there any way that you could kind of um, set a vision for your clients of a different way of working with you? Like, because right now you say everyone kind of hires you. They have this, they've made this pattern of they hire you in October for wedding, you know, for um, Christmas card photos, holiday cards. I guess like ideally knowing your clients, knowing some of their patterns, what would be a great way to kind of retrain them to work with you that also fits with some of your goals? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. That's really what I should be doing. I do wonder, I really think, I think even just in your business you have now that you could have the shoots that you want with your current client base and maybe a few referrals that come out of that. Yeah. Do you think? I I absolutely do. Yes. And it's one of the things that, again, it goes back to, uh, I don't know if the right term is self-worth, but asking for referrals, I don't do that either. You know, and it's funny because three of my first clients are all best friends. So they obviously one referred to the, I I mean, so it started somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some easy ways to do that. Mm -hmm. But also there was something when I was looking through your Instagram, is there a place where a lot of your clients go in the springtime that maybe could be something that you, you know, work into your own calendar as a way to offer sessions and value to people? Probably like a beachy Probably. place. That's really pretty. <laughs> yes. I'm a big fan of the beach. Um, it's funny. Fall is actually a big one around here going down to that little section of Florida that we all go to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I should. I should. Good plan. Thanks, Kristen. I know. Well, okay. So if we're thinking, you know, if we're thinking about your client in a, in a long-term thing, some some easy things to do that kind of take us out of the headspace of I'm asking this person for more money is even just rerouting our patterns and being like, okay, early in the year, we're still pretty early in the year. Um, You can almost like start setting a vision for your client for how they want to document their family the rest of the year. You can start pre-selling for the fall now. So you have some revenue coming in now. Yeah. Um, you can start retraining people that like, Hey, I go to 30A this one time every year and I offer mini <laughs> sessions. You know, I, I don't offer yeah. mini sessions except for one or one time a year, you know? Okay. Um, but for me, there's a bigger goal to it. It's either, um, a client appreciation party or mm-hmm. it's an easy thing to invite your friends to. Okay. So if it's like, if you have one thing, that's kind of an event that you can guide people towards, then yeah. that could be, and does that feel easier to ask someone for a referral? If you're like, Hey, yes. I'm mini yes. session 38, they're on the beach. Yes. It's super fun. You're there anyways. Do you have <laughs> right. right. Like that it does works. actually. And I, and I know people that do that all the time. 
I know they do. So why am I sitting back and not doing it? Because it's the same place every year and I'm very well versed in that one little stretch of beach. So yes. Yeah. Well, I don't, sometimes I don't even think we have to really figure out why we're not doing it and just be like, you know what? I am going to do that this year. Like that would make my clients really happy and that would be fun to see them on vacation, you know? Yeah, it would. I know. Good point. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) So I think a lot of it is just a little bit of retraining people. And, and one thing with, um, and, and, you know, and, and your clients want to send you referrals too. I think that's the thing is a lot of times we're like, we're afraid to ask people for favors, but even psychologically, when we ask someone for a favor, that means that we like them. You know, if yes, someone asks us for help, that means they like us. And like, that I want to be true. liked. <laughs> I want to be the favorite client that like sends more referrals to my photographer, well, you know? And that, but that is such a good way of thinking of it, right? I mean, the clients, they like us and don't they want to see their photos on our Instagram feeds and on our blogs and things like that? I mean, we all know, we both know when you've had your photo taken, I remember when my son had his first birthday party and I hired a photographer from Birmingham. She drove over and I just could not wait to see them on her blog. Like I could not wait. It was like something that just made me so excited. And I haven't really thought about that in a long time. But it's yeah. true, right? You're kind of famous in your special and everybody's looking at your little photos on this person's photographer's website. So I hadn't thought about totally. that. Totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I and I think we we because we, you know, we carry it really closely to us, forget that we give people a gift when we, you know, ask them to be a part of what we're doing, you know? I right. Like, right. I mean, think about that one experience where you hired that the photographer, you know, like you want to see her win. You want to see her yeah, thrive. I even think about this, like when I share wins or when I share like something good that's happened in my business to my clients, they're like, I made the yes. right decision. I hired <laughs> the right true. person. That is true. Look at my girl go, you know? <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, you vain asshole for putting that out <laughs> about yourself, you know? Like, but I know, but okay. So I am going to brag about myself for one second. So yeah. this whole time of unemployment, I have a really good friend. I was like, how can I start to try to make some extra income, right? From photography. And so I've got sunset, sunrise photos, beach photos, ad nauseum. And I was like, well, maybe I could start like an Etsy page. So I, I texted my friend as a photographer and she's so talented. Um, and she's like, I stopped doing Etsy. I just... I'm a Getty image contributor. And I was like, that's, I'm going to have to apply to that. Like, no, I applied and got accepted like within 24 hours. And I was so proud of myself because that's hard. You know what I mean? That's not like this easy task that just happens. I mean, you have to have some level of skill for, I mean, it's Getty, it's iStock, right? And so I was kind of patting myself on the back, but then I never really said anything about it. And I'm just why would I not say that? That's kind of a big deal, you know? So one thing I could say, I mean, you'd like to know your photographer is actually doing things. It's kind of making a name for herself. So kind of like, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, like I see on photographer's websites, yours featured in all these, why wouldn't I want to hire that photographer? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it's, it just is helping someone trust you more, which I think when we turn it around and say, if we're putting something out there that helps another person feel better about making a decision to document their family, 
we're doing them a service, you know, like that's, <laughs> it's not a selfish thing. It's helping them, you know? So there's so much reframing and I want, I want you to reframe that around you selling yourself too. It's so funny. My husband's also in corporate sales and struggles yeah. so much to sell himself for his own business. I'm like, you are a salesperson. Like, <laughs> what, what's it's happening? so different when it's yourself. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Okay. But reframing it to... Okay. This is a person that is really busy that mm-hmm. probably wants their life documented more than they currently are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because you're creating this really fun, really awesome experience, they don't know how often they're allowed to ask to work with you, you okay. know? Yeah. They, they don't know what's normal, what's not. Most people want to be more normal, you know? <laughs> and so if you can set a precedence of this is what's normal for my clients, yeah. Then they feel like they trust you. They're hiring you more frequently. They're creating more beautiful images with their family and then getting things framed and put in albums so that their kids can look at it and be like, look how much my mom loved me. Like I thought she was so annoying at the time, but look back, like, oh my gosh, I was so loved, you know? Yeah. Giving someone that. Okay. So okay. if you're thinking about these clients right now, maybe they're just hiring you for a shorter session in the fall. What ideally do they need? If you could tell them, hey, this is how I work with clients. Yeah. This is how often. Here's some examples of what you could do with your photos. What would be ideal? Um, I, I think one of the things I kind of renamed my sessions because I used to have like three collections and I realized I am so, I don't, maybe, I don't know if this makes me weird or not. I want you to have all of them. Like I, it's almost like, I hate to say Sophie's choice. I don't want you to have to pick, right? Like I I really do want you to have them all. Um, And so I called it the story because really what we're doing out there is we're telling your story, whether it's, it's your child at five years of age, or if it's your three kind of almost adult kids that have just come home for Christmas and we're celebrating it. This is your story right here and right now. And I really think that is super important. And I'm trying to, I haven't really done a very good job of kind of expressing that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think if you're telling a story, again, we are giving a lot of, I'm giving a lot of images and I do think albums are fabulous. I just do. I I mean, I love going into my bookshelves and just going through old albums and and not the peel and stick ones, the, you know, the actual albums we, we make for our clients now. And I feel like that almost should be a part of every session too, because otherwise I feel like they just get lost, right? Like yeah, photos just get lost. And if you're not printing them at that moment, if you're not framing them, if you're not putting them in albums, then a computer crashes and what happens? I, I mean, I photographed a dear friend's kind of his second wedding and, you know, years later, do you still have the photos? And luckily I'm a hoarder when it comes to, you know, my external hard drives and I can find that stuff. But what happens if I don't have it, you know, because, and that's hard. So you want those moments to be, you know, preserved in an album or somehow. So probably a thing I should be doing is including that into an add-on or something every time. Including it or just talking about it more too, of being like, Hey, I know we've been working together for a long time. I have 12 years of photos of your family. Can, let's, can we make them into some albums? You yeah. know, like, yes. Could we make them into some albums? I would love to see kind of a, 
a vol, you know, multiple oh. volumes of your story in your house. Yes. That'd be so cool. That's a really good idea. Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then it's almost like, you know, each each year, if you're like, okay, what are your health goals? What are your financial goals? You know, your financial planner is yeah. like, hey, what are your financial goals this year? What if instead of just waiting for your clients to come to you, there's a point every year where you're like, hey, what are your photo goals this year? You know, oh, you're Great going on plan. vacation here. Yeah. Kid graduating, you're, you know, like what if we did a full session and a shorter mini session in the fall for your family photos or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 Almost like kind of prescribing for people versus waiting till they're like, oh, I need family photos this year. (laughs) Let me like last minute email. And I know, (laughs) you you know, um, those happen a lot. It's like, you know, I have a senior session tonight and the poor mom is panicked. She's like, I think we waited too late. And I'm like, no, you're fine. You know, we'll make it work, right? We'll get it done. I did first communion photos for one of my favorite little girls the other day. You know, you just, but everybody's kind of panicked, right? Because life just happens and- they're not, not that they're not paying attention, but you've got so much going on. The yeah. last thing you're thinking about are booking that family photo session. So you're right. That's a really good point. Just kind of be proactive. Think for them. What would yeah. feel good for that? So say like how, how many on average do you think like repeat clients do you have in your little black book right now? Maybe about 10. Great. Yeah. What would feel good for you if you were to concentrate on those 10 people kind of be a little bit proactive, what would be some yeah. things you would do for those 10 families? Um, I do like the, uh, cause I do have some that are strictly many session people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one client who will book me twice a year. Um, and, and, you know, I think kind of jumping in front of that, I think probably for me doing a better job of knowing milestones, things like that, like a little girl, her mom, and I, I'll be photographing them because She's about to turn five and she's about to graduate from pre-K. And yeah. so that session's coming up in a few weeks. So little things like that, knowing, I think maybe keeping a better handle on, you know, the clients and the milestones are hitting, whether it's a grade or an age or things like that, you know, be proactive and reach out and say, Hey, I know, you know, Quinn's turning 10 this year or, or whatever it is. And then say, let's, did you want a session or whatever it is, you know, just kind of get it in their heads early. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that's really, really smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so after this call, or if you want to on here, even thinking yeah. through that's 10 families, that's not a ton thinking no. through their next few years, you know, okay. Yeah. One kid yeah. graduating high school, one kid is a baby. And so needs a lot more sessions because yeah. they're growing so quickly um, this family's really busy and probably hadn't even thought about, I should put those sessions into an album or I should mm-hmm. frame something like maybe pinging them. And then yeah. just kind of putting it on your calendar. Like I'll reach out to these two families this week, mm-hmm. these two families this week. Cause then you can start to train people to book at other points in your calendar too. Yes, that's true. That is a very good point. Yeah. Instead of just the October, November batch that happens so much every year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about not charging your current clients your rate. <laughs> you said some of them already know you're charging more and they know that you've been undercharging them. Yeah. So, okay. I'll even rewind. A few years ago, I had three collections and I had a middle one. It was, I think the low end um, was less than I'm charging now, but 
the middle one was kind of an upgrade. So it was, I think it was just like all of them, all the images. And I think I charged eight seventy five. And then I pulled, I had people pay that and I pulled back. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why would you do that when you had people paying? So I go through this whole, you know, we have these conversations and it's like, I'm going to just, I'll just up a little bit. Like I'll go back to that 875 comfortable zone for my current. And then anybody new, I feel like all of a sudden I'm like Verizon or, you know, AT&T, like for new customers, you know, um, which sucks. You don't want to be that person. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I can't believe I literally peeled the rates back and I'm just like, well, what was I thinking when people were paying this? And this was five years ago, you you know, quality and just experience has got to be worth something. I mean, you know, not, I'm not straight, you know, with a camera, I've been doing this a while, you know, I know how to, you know, I, I, you know how to be with these families and with these little kids and you're, you're trying to assuage fears with the parents, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that we don't think about that we're doing in a session and you're not charging for it. You're literally saying, okay, well, I'm just going to charge you for this number of photos. Well, so just, that's, that's so, such an elementary way of thinking about it. You know, it's, and again, I've been doing this for a long time. We all know the costs that go into this industry. It's not, it is not a cheap hobby or whatever we want to call it. You know, it's, it's an expensive job. It is. Yeah. The kids, so, the gears, the cards, all the things add up very quickly. It's yes. really easy to lose money on this business. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Taxes. I mean, the things that, that you know, the hidden costs you don't think about. So totally. Yeah. Okay. So we're not lowering our prices. Do you need to raise them anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I think a thousand fifty is a good spot for me. Okay. I think it's a good spot. Yeah. A thousand fifty. And it feels good to say that number. Sometimes I have this thing with like the number has to feel good for me to say. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. And another way that I've found that helps when I'm trying to say it to someone new Mm -hmm. is, you know, my rate is a thousand fifty for a photo session. Yeah. It's fifty percent to book it and then fifty percent the day of the shoot. Like so they're okay. not thinking about just dropping all of that in one swoop. You're like, they can space it out in a couple of payments. That yes. usually helps people a lot. Too. Okay. Okay. Normally what I do is, you know, it's, it's a lower session fee, kind of a deposit. I call it, I call it deposit. Cause I actually do, I tried and I do that with my seniors. Seniors is a little different because they do want the prints. They do want all of that. Um, so I have different collections for seniors, but as far as straight families go, it's, you know, for the thousand fifty, be three hundred dollar deposit, and then the remaining balance upon the session. Um, I do like the idea of breaking it up into maybe three payments. I think that's probably a better idea for people, right? You know, less of a gut punch, if you will. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think the the payment plan, and then um, what would feel good for the new the new or the folks that you've been working with for a while? So they've been paying you less than. Um, less than what you've been charging. I always think like it helps to give people a heads up, either being yeah. like, hey, um, you know, my my rates have gone up in the last few years. Yeah. If you, you know, if you book right now, maybe we can transfer, we can do kind of a halfway point or yeah. whatever. Yes. But after this point, it'll be it's gonna be straight. Just give yeah. people a heads up. Yeah. 
Do you think that that would feel better? 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think I, I don't like surprising people. Um, I just don't think that's, that's not kosher. You ask me, you know, because I wouldn't want to be blindsided as a client, you know? So I, last year when I sent out, like I always sent out kind of my first of the year newsletter to my, you know, clients and anyone on the mailing list. And I let them know I was raising my prices and then I got scared and didn't really do it. So shame (laughs) on me, shame on me because it was there in black and white. It's not like I'm, you know, and it's on my website and not that people really check that out. I would, but you know, it's all there. It's not like I'm trying to blindside anyone. So, but I do like the idea of, "Eh, all right, this is, this rate's good until this point. So jump in now and then it will go to this rate. Yes. 100% love that. Don't give yourself a hard time for not doing it already. Like the, the thing I always tell clients with pricing when we're coaching Mm -hmm. is our, um, our nervous system is also a a player in our pricing raise. And like, we also have to feel safe. We also have to feel accepted to make kind of those jumps. Um, so just like go on a walk, hype yourself up, listen to a podcast and then be like, (laughs) and it's this amount. (laughs) Um, it's true. I don't know if this would feel fun too, but what if there was a goal for the money that you're making from photography. Like I can take my family to this place with yeah, the money that I, I make. Do you think that would feel fun if you yes. were like, okay. 100%. Yes. 100%. What would be some of those ideas be? You know, a few years ago, I actually did that. I, I knew we needed to do a lot of work on our kitchen and that was a goal. I said, I'm going to make this much amount of money and this is going to go to the kitchen. And I don't know if I did that, but I know we ended up renovating the kitchen to a certain degree. And I thought I can pay for that. Or I know it sounds so stupid. Um, I really want a new front doors in my house. We moved into this house. I hated it. And the front door was just it was trash. It was awful. <laughs> and I wanted those. I wanted, you know, had the transom, the side lights, and I wanted the double tall front doors. You know, oh, love them. And I was like, you know what? I can pay for those. Don't have to go into my main account. That's in my photography account. Boom, done. And no sweat, no sweat. You know what I mean? Because it was there. I, you know, I can pay taxes easily because of this money. It's all of that, that it's the little things you don't think about, but you know, again, I would like to do something more, you know, it's just silly pay off my car. That'd be great to just be like, boom, here you go. There's paid off, you know, a few years early and little things like that. Yeah. What would, does that feel like the one that you want to work towards next to pay off the car? I don't know, actually. I hadn't thought about that until it just came out. So maybe I do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it has to feel fun. If that feels super fun, then yeah, let's do that one. Not having a monthly car payment is just the best, right? You know, oh I'm God. one of those that will drive it for 10 years and I had to get a car, you know, I've had it two years now and I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay this car payment anymore. Like, let's just yeah. be done with it. You have so that maybe that back is. every month to like yes. go out to eat or whatever else feels saved. Fun. Putting you know high yield savings account. You know, I'm thinking okay. about retirement already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's gamify this goal. How much? Okay. How much is left on your car payment? Oh, I think it's like 18. Okay. So it's not terrible. Yeah. Not not terrible at all. Okay. Eighteen thousand or eighteen hundred. 
19,000. Okay. Well, okay. So divide that by what we're charging for. Shoot. Okay. That's like 17 shoots or like maybe say 18. Cause okay. you know, once you factor in some different things, there you 18 go. Shoots. That's not bad. Okay. Do we want to like gamify this? You know what I do? Yes. I love this mindset of yours. This is great. <laughs> I mean, I'll like, I'll make a, I have this on my fridge right now. We have a family savings goal and I'll just oh, like fill awesome. in that. I fill in that bubble with my magic marker and tell like, like, we're going to whiteboard this idea, aren't we? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We, we get our magic markers out and our colored pencils out and we're like, this okay, so cool. great. 18 sessions or what would be some other things that could make up some of that money? Like where would I want to put that money towards? No, like, um, oh. like could sell some albums or oh, yes. could yes. like do this thing or that thing. It's, you know, it's funny. I think prints because I hate to say this. We know there's a markup on prints there. There's just a markup on prints. Um, and I love getting little surprise little like, Oh, someone spent $130 on you're like, Hey, nice. That's going to go back into, you know, wherever it goes. Um, but that's a nice little thing too. Like I don't do a good enough job of, you know, kind of promoting the whole, like you can buy this from directly from your gallery. It's just boom, done. And it just shows up at your house. And there's a lot of ease in that. And also, again, we're talking about pick time. The fact that you can go in and you can see your family in a frame, in a frame. I mean, yeah. genius. It's so genius. So that, I think those are kind of the things because again, that becomes passive, right? I'm not having to do anything beyond that point. And that's, that's where I would like to see more growth from my business. It's the passive income. I, I mean, yeah. absolutely. You're promoting it but it's not going in and actually building up that album. Um, and I think that's kind of, that's where I have a hang up because, you know, that's a lot of time you have to spend and you give, you know, um, proofs to the clients and they have to go back and forth a couple of times. So I think the prints frames, things like that are kind of probably more aligned with my style, if you will. Yes, totally. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. And I like, I, you know, with, some of your goals. I like to 80, 20, you know, yeah. analysis, everything like yep. what's the most expensive thing that you offer and how can we do more of those? You know, cause I think it's yeah. also easy. Not that mm-hmm. prints aren't, you know, prints can be super yeah. profitable too, but I know for me, I'm like, Ooh, I could do this thing. And all of a sudden I'm, right. you know, focusing on $20 tasks instead of like thousand dollar tasks. Yes. Yes. So hundred percent. Um, so for like a punch list for you, mm-hmm. Figure out three different paths to get to 18,000. Okay. Oh, I like this. Crunch some numbers. How many sessions? Or, you know, it could be something else random. Like, oh, I did this commercial event or whatever. Like, I don't usually do that, but that was $5,000. That got me there faster or whatever, you know? That's true. That's true. um, Figure out three different paths to 18,000. Okay. And then then start kind of like, start pinging those clients. Like, okay, okay, 18,000. 18 sessions means mm-hmm. I need to ping my top 10 clients. Yeah. It means I need to maybe offer a mini session event in 30A. I could sell a bunch of those and I can tell my clients to tell their friends. Which then, yes. Like, then it's a party, right? We're, we're, you know, honestly, I need to tell more photographers. <laughs> I'm like, you're entertaining people too. Like, don't you forget entertainer. Yes. We wear a lot of hats as photographers. We wear a lot of hats. There's no doubt about it. I mean, think about it. And that, you know, I don't know as, as a wedding photographer, if you get, and I'm sure you do actually, you know, I had 
I had a senior session right before or right after Christmas. And the mom is texting me like, cause she, she, she adores her child. Like she adores her son. And to get the text, like if I would do a sneak peek on Instagram, just how much she loved it. And I'm just like, this is what we do this for, right? We love, we want our, our clients to be happy and we want them to feel all the feels when they see their child who's about to leave home and go away. And there's just, and you know, when you're photographing weddings, I mean, think about like the impact you're having there. It's, it's just so sweet. And I love it. I love it. Me too. Yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> okay. Tell me your punch list. What are you going to do first? I think I am going to, well, I'm going to sit down. I'm, I'm going to whiteboard. I'm going to whiteboard the three paths. I, I really like that idea. Um, I think, so I think that's going to be first, see what's going to get me to the 18. And then I think I'm going to, I am going to reach out to the clients. I'm going to reach out to the clients and say, Hey, listen, we've been playing this fun game for a long time. It's been a long time. You know, I've raised their prices like once once in like 10 years. So I think the drop dead date for, Hey, if you book by this, we'll be good. And then beyond we're going to be here. And then I like that mini session idea for, for the beach. I do. I think I figure out if I'm going there this year, but if I am, then that's a definite, I mean, that that's, it's probably just a no brainer. Let's be honest, Kristen, that's a no brainer. <laughs> so I think those are my top three right there. Cool. I love yeah. it. I love it. And then the other good thing about, if you have the three paths, sometimes one path doesn't go the way we think it is. And then you have other options to pursue from there. So you can kind of like, okay, cool. There's not only one way to make this 18,000. I actually have lots of ways to make it. So cool. Well, this is exciting. Do you feel good? I'm very excited. (laughs) I have not been this excited in a long time. So I appreciate that. Appreciate that a lot. Good. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for doing some live coaching with me. I can't wait to see how this goal comes along. Thank you. Tell me this your, been a blast. Uh, your been thermometer a blast. as you fill it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like a Red Cross thermometer at like a college campus, right? Like this many donations. <laughs> I legit do it. There's one on do my really? refrigerator right now. Yeah. I want to see a picture of that. That's amazing. That is fantastic. That's we did smart. one for my son when he was younger because he really wanted this um, toy. He was like three years old. I'm yeah. I'm an asshole of a mom, honestly. He wanted this Paw Patrol toy. It was $100. And I was like, absolutely not. I was single yeah. parenting. I was like, we're not buying you a $100 Paw Patrol toy. <laughs> you won't like it in like one week. You know? And so like, if you... If you, you have to work for it. If you like, if you make money, you can buy it yourself. Again, he's three yeah. years old. I'm such an asshole. Um, but no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, no. no I'm, I, he's going to be an entrepreneur. You're teaching him really good life lessons. I am. Yeah, I am. This kid knows more about money than I did when I was, you know, when I was 20. So there's, um, there's something to be said for that. So, you know, he's going to be fine when he ventures out on his own. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be financially literate. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyways, so he started doing watercolor paintings and selling them. And I swear so within cute. a week, he had already made $200. And we were like above that thermometer. We just colored yeah. it, you know, I'm like, oh my so gosh. Awesome. That is so awesome. It's the little things that you taught him right there. We're all, we're all working <laughs> towards the goal. And yeah, mine's, mine's on my fridge right now. So, well, thank you so it. much for being on this episode thank of the you. podcast. I hope this was helpful. So Can't much. wait to see how things so continue to go. Thank you. Thank you for everything. I appreciate it. Yeah.
This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community, and we'll see you again next time.